and read through verse number 32 if you're able, if you would, to stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's word this morning. Matthew 15, verse 29. The Bible says, And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee, and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat, and I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we sure do thank you. Lord, as we've heard said so many times already this morning, we sure do thank you that you love us. Lord, thank you so much that you love us to come and dwell amongst us. Lord, thank you for what you've done here this morning. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for this place, Lord. And uh, Lord, we know you're welcome in this place. And Lord, we sense it. Lord, I thank you for the way you've worked and the way you've moved. And Lord, we thank you now for the Word of God, and I pray you'd take the Word of God and, and uh, speak to our hearts this morning, Lord. I pray you'd use me as your mouthpiece in these next few moments. Lord, I, I'm nothing without you, Lord. I pray, though, that you'd make me your messenger in these next few moments and just use me to put a bow on all that you've done here, Lord, just to wrap it up as you see fit. And Lord, for all that's accomplished, we give you the glory because you're the only one that's worthy of it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. A lot of times we want to be the leader. We like to be in charge. It's not always fun to be in charge. Where's Brother Brandon go? <laughs> you get to be in charge this morning. He asked me sitting down there, he said, what do you think I should do? I said, huh, you're in charge. <laughs> Pastor Pope didn't leave me in charge, buddy. He left you in charge. You get to figure it all out. But uh, we all like to be in charge every now and then. We like to be the leader, but that's not what the Lord has commanded us to do. When the Lord gave us a first commandment after being saved, it was a real simple commandment. Jesus just simply said, follow me. He simply gave us that simple commandment of follow me. He doesn't give us a great test. He doesn't give us some great achievement to accomplish. He simply says, follow me. And the people that we just read about here in Matthew chapter number 15, that's exactly what they were doing. They were following the Lord because the Bible tells us, and back in verse number 29, Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came unto him, having with him those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Oh, there's a great multitude following him. Now, how many is in a multitude? That's up to you in the Bible to figure out. But what are they following for? Well, the answer is real simple. Verse 31 tells us why they're following in so much that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. They follow him because they're wanting to see something. They're wanting to see something happen. They're following because they've seen the blind to see. They've seen the lame to walk. They've seen the dumb to speak. They've seen all these things, and you know what they want to see? It again. 
They want to see it happen again. And so there's a great multitude of people now following the Lord here in Matthew, number, in Matthew chapter 15. This great group of people. Verse 30 lists all of the afflictions that make up these people. You can read about the blind, the blind and the lame and the dumb and the maimed. And the Bible says many others that are out following the Lord, many folks that are looking for a miracle, many folks that are looking for something, and now there's other folks looking for something because they've heard of what Jesus has done. And so they're following the Lord seeking something. They're following the Lord seeking either a great miracle in their life or a great miracle in somebody else's life, or some folks are just following because they want to see what happens next. And there are all these people following the Lord. And maybe that's how you began to follow the Lord in your Christian life because you needed something and you knew where to go. Or maybe you just heard of what he had done for others so you wanted to see what he could do for you. Maybe that's how you began to follow the Lord. But there's a statement here about this multitude that Jesus makes in verse 32 because Jesus says the multitude has been following him for three days. Now, I think about that. That's an interesting thought to me. Three days. You want to get to know somebody? You want to know who they really are? You want to begin to know what makes them tick? Follow them for three days. I mean, be with somebody for three full days. You'll really get to know them. You'll know their faults. You'll know their strengths. You'll know their failures. You'll know a little bit about them if you follow them for three days. I mean, this crowd of people has followed the Lord for three days. Now, you think about this. For three days, this multitude has watched every move that the Lord has made. They're waiting to hear from him. They're waiting to see some great miracle. Three days ago, they left their homes hoping to see something happen. Three days ago, they begin falling. They've stopped everything about their lives and for the past three days have followed the Lord. Can I tell you this morning, as you follow the Lord, you find some things. As you follow the Lord, there's some things you begin to learn. There's some things you begin to find. Uh, the title of the thought this morning is this, if you follow him far enough. Because I promise you this morning, if you'll follow him long enough, if you'll stay with him long enough, there's some things you're going to find. There's some things you're going to learn. And I realize this morning as I look around, there's probably some of you been following the Lord way longer than I have. There may be some of you in here this morning that have been following the Lord longer than I've been alive. But I guarantee if we took the time to ask, there's some people that say, I followed him long enough to find some things. I followed him long enough to learn some things. I followed him long enough to see some things in my own heart and in my own life. I'm afraid that we're raising a generation this, this day in our churches that's not going to give him their lives. Oh, they're here when it counts. They're here when it's easy. They're here for this and they're here for that. And they're not going to follow him long enough to see what he wants to do in their hearts and see what he wants to do in their lives. Let me encourage you, follow him long enough. Follow him long enough. Because if you'll follow him long enough, there's some things that you'll find. If you'll press on and be faithful and keep walking with him long enough and don't give up and don't be distracted and don't quit, but keep on following him, there's some things that you'll find. And I want to give you three of them real quickly. Number one, if you'll follow him long enough, the first thing you'll find is this, problems. Now, I know what you're going to say. That's not where you're supposed to go after everything we've just had. I mean, we're building this thing up. It's supposed to erupt. It's supposed to uh, just be a big pinnacle here. But can I tell you, the Christian life is made up of problems. 
This crowd that wants to tell you that being saved is nothing but bluebirds and rainbows and all that, they're lying to you. Just because you got saved does not mean that all your problems are going to magically vanish. Just because you got saved doesn't mean that all your problems are going to magically disappear. There will be problems. Job said, man that is born of woman is few days and full of trouble. There will be trouble. It rains on the just and the unjust. You're going to have problems. You're going to have troubles. There will be difficulties in this life. There will be difficulties when you're trying to follow the Lord. You've testified, some of you this morning, of that, that maybe the past week has been rough or maybe the past few years have been rough. There will be problems when it comes to even following the Lord. There will be hardships that you will encounter along the way. Our text tells us about that this morning. Look back at verse number 32. Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. There you go. There's a problem. Jesus said this crowd has been with him for three days and they've had nothing to eat. I don't like to go three hours. I'm getting a little nervous right now. I'm a Campbell. That's how we roll around the middle usually. But these folks have nothing to eat, and for three days they've had nothing to eat. I mean, when Jesus came through town, they didn't have time to pack a picnic. They didn't have time to pack a wagon full of groceries. They didn't have time to do a Walmart pickup order. There was no time for any of those things. It was follow him now or don't follow him. And so they had to decide what it was worth. And food was one of the things they sacrificed. And getting everything ready to go was one of the things they sacrificed. And they had to give up some things to follow the Lord. And they had to discern to follow and sacrifice him. Now imagine how they feel here three days later. Here they are three days later. They follow the Lord hoping to see some great miracle. They follow the Lord hoping to see their friend healed or maybe hoping to see themselves healed. They follow the Lord looking forward to this. And here they are three days later and there's been no healing. There's been no miracles. As a matter of fact, the Bible doesn't even make record that Jesus even acknowledged them. For three days they have followed the Lord. And the Bible doesn't even say that Jesus said anything to them. It's been quiet. It didn't happen like they thought it would. It didn't happen like they expected it to. And here they are three days down the road, and you know what happens when you walk away from home for three days? You got to walk back three days. And they're wondering, is it even worth it? Because this is a lot farther than I thought it'd take me. And this is a lot harder than I thought it'd be. And it's just not the way I expected it. Man, I thought maybe he's just going to take us outside of town and get us to a park and do the miracles there and we'd all go home our way and he'd go somewhere else. I didn't think we'd be walking this far. And I didn't think we'd have to be so hungry. And I think, didn't think we'd have to be so tired. You know what? They found problems. And as you serve him, as you, listen, there is sacrifice involved in being a child of God. Oh, it's so easy sometimes to look around at what everybody else has and what everybody else is doing and think, boy, I'm really missing out. And the devil would love for you to think, I'm really missing out. There's a sacrifice involved. These people had to know something about sacrifice. And there will be problems. There will be times of trouble. There will be times of confusion. There will be times when you wonder, what are you doing, Lord? 
There will be times when you feel like you've gone three days down the road and you're waiting to hear from him and you're waiting to see an acknowledgement of some kind. And it's just quiet. And there's nothing. And you begin to wonder, does he even know I'm here? Does he even know where I'm at? Does he even care? I mean, after all, Lord, I'm following you three days down the road and you don't even say anything? You don't do anything? What is going on? Well, if you follow him long enough, you'll find problems. Number two, if you follow him long enough, though, you'll begin to find his person. You'll begin to find his person. There's some things you'll begin to discover about him. There's some things you'll begin to know about him as a person. You'll begin to know him in a personal way. This multitude faced problems. Yes, they followed the Lord for three days with no food, no shelter, no word from the Lord to encourage or instruct them. And surely there were times of discouragement. And surely there were times of doubt. And there were probably times when they wondered, is it really even worth it? But can I tell you something? There came a point in time when their problem became his priority. Amen. Now listen to that real closely. Especially if you've been fawning for a few days and you ain't heard an answer. And you ain't seen him moving. And you're hungry and you're tired and you're weak. There came a point in time when their problem became his priority. And can I assure you, he'll do the same for you. And according to verse 32, there's some things we can find out about his person. Number one, we can find out that he's aware. He knows. You may be wondering, does he know where I'm at? Those folks may have been wondering, does he even know we're back here? Does he even know that we're following him? Can I tell you, according to verse number 32, he knows. You say, how do you know? Look at what it says. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. He knew this back there the whole time. He knew exactly how long they had been back there. He said, they've been following me for three days. I know they're back there. And he knew the conditions they were going through. He said, not only do I know they're back there, I know they're hungry. They don't have anything to eat. They didn't bring a picnic basket. They didn't bring anything with them to take to, to snack on. They don't have any of those things. He knew exactly where they were, and he knew exactly what they needed. And can I tell you something, my friend? He knows exactly where you are, and he knows exactly what you need this morning. He knew that your battery was a little low, and you need a little recharge this morning. That's what he's done for you. He's aware. Not only is he aware, he's compassionate. Because it's easy to be aware of a problem. It's a whole other ballgame to be compassionate towards the problem. Say, what's the difference? I'll give you the difference. You ever watch TV and them little commercials come on about them poor dogs being chained outside in the snow and the cold and that music going, and they're saying, for only $5 a day, you can feed a dog. And you know what you do? I'll come back to it. You're aware, you're just not compassionate towards it. You're aware of the need, but you're not willing to do anything about the need. Several years ago, we went to a fast food restaurant and went through the drive-thru. And the lady said, would you like to donate a dollar to help feed hungry children? And I said, ma'am, I'm donating many more dollars than that to feed hungry children. I got three of them in here. <laughs> what in the world? You know, sometimes it's real easy to be aware of problems without being compassionate to want to fix the problem. But the Bible says that Jesus was compassionate. He said, I have compassion on the multitude, and he wanted to help. 
He wasn't just aware of the problem. He wanted to help the problem. And can I assure you, he knows where you're at. And he knows your problem. And he's not just aware of your problem. He's compassionate to your problem. He wants to help your problem. And guess what? He's faithful to do so. And he's able to do so. Because if you follow him long enough, you'll not only find problems. Oh, yeah, they'll come. You'll not only find his person. You'll begin to learn some things about him. And, you know, there's some lessons about him you can't learn on the mountaintop. There's some things you just got to learn in the valley when it's just you and him. But if you'll follow him long enough, you'll not only find the problems and you'll not only see his person, but number three, you'll see his power. You'll see his power. You say, what do you mean? Look back at verse number 33. And his disciples say unto him, when should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? They said, yeah, they're hungry, but what are we going to do about it? We ain't got enough bread. If, as, if we had the bread, we wouldn't have enough to feed all this crowd. Look at what Jesus said. How many loaves have you? And they said seven and a few little fishes. Oh, this is all we got. Now, it sounds like the feeding of the 5,000. It's not. It's different. But he said, what do you got? They said seven loaves, a few little fish. That ain't going to do much. You know what the Lord said? Yeah, you're right. I don't know what we're going to No, you look at what he said in verse 35. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and broke them and gave to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. Now, remember, this multitude's followed him for how many days? Three days. How much food have they had? None. They hungry. They don't have anything. And look what verse 37 says. And they did all eat. They got a little something to eat. Oh, no, no, no. And were filled. I'm talking Thanksgiving Day sweatpants kind of stuff. <laughs> you know. They were filled. It's a good thing they were sitting down. They probably had to roll up. They were filled. They ate until they couldn't eat no more. Because I take the Bible for its word, and when it says they were filled, I believe that means they were filled. I believe they ate because they couldn't eat no more. And you know what? They couldn't have another bite of this fish and bread. They got all they could ever think of. They got all they could ever stand to have. You know why? Because they fought him long enough. You know who ate on day three? It wasn't the people on day one that said, you know, I'm tired of walking. I got things to do at home. I think I'll Y'all go ahead and let me know how it turns out. I'll look for it on Facebook. <laughs> it wasn't the people on day two that said, look, man, I, got, I done walked two days. That means I got to walk two days back home, and I'm hungry already, and I'm tired, and I, I feel a little faint. I think y'all just let me know what happens. It wasn't the people that woke up on day three and said, look, y'all, I don't know how long he's going to make us walk, but I, I, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm just going to go on home before it gets bad weather. No, it wasn't none of those people. But it was the people that said, I'm going to follow him. It was the people that said, hey, however far he goes, that's how far I'm going to go because I want to see him do something. It was the people that said, I want to see, well, see what he can do. I want to see what he can do in my life. I want to see how he can handle my problems. I want to see how he can meet my needs. And those people that followed him all the way to the field are the ones that were filled. Can I tell you, you'll never see the answer if you quit today. Right. 
You'll never see him working if you quit today. You say, you don't know how big the problem. You ever tried to feed 4,000 people? It ain't nothing for him. He can handle it. He can take care of it. And so let me tell you this morning, church, whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you're struggling with, follow him long enough. Because he can take it. They wasn't a one of these people, I guarantee you, expected a seafood buffet in the middle of the wilderness. And yet that's exactly what the Lord provided. I don't know what you need this morning. I don't know what you've been dealing with. I don't know what problem you're carrying before him. I don't know how great it is, and I don't know how far you've went. But can I tell you, you'll never see the answer if you quit today. See his power. Follow him long enough to see what he can do. Follow him long enough to find his power. Follow him long enough to find his strength. Follow him long enough. Surrender yourself enough into the master's hand and see the miracle that he wants to do in your life as only he can do. Heavenly Father, I sure do thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that you're a miracle-working God. Lord, is it hard sometimes? Sure it is, but it's the best life ever. Lord, are there sacrifices? Sure there are, but it's the best life ever. And Lord, I don't know what all you want to do today, but you do. Lord, there may be somebody here and there. They're on the brink of quitting. Lord, there may be somebody here and they said, I'll go one more Sunday. Lord, would you encourage them to take another step? Lord, would you encourage them to keep on, keeping on? Lord, would you encourage them to follow you just another day? Because, Lord, the answer may be on the way. Lord, the answer may be right around the corner. Oh, God, we'll miss it if we quit. Lord, we'll miss what you want to do in our lives if we quit. Lord, help us to be faithful because you're aware and you're compassionate and you're ready to help us. Lord, I pray you'd have your will and your way in this time of invitation. We ask this in Jesus' precious name with our heads bowed and our eyes still closed. Maybe you've made your way to the house of God this morning. You're wondering what all this is all about. If you're here this morning, you've never trusted Christ as your Savior. I can think as Brother Ethan's already said of no greater day than today. Because you're not promised tomorrow. If you're here this morning, you say, Brother Travis, I don't know Christ as my Savior. I've never trusted Christ for the forgiveness of my sin. Would you slip your hand up? There'd be people here love to help you. There'd be people here love to talk with you. Anybody at all. Maybe you're here this morning. You say, that's exactly what I needed. I needed a charge this morning as I came to the house of God. I got something I'm dealing with and I don't know which way to go I'm just going to follow him following following as we stand to our feet we're getting ready to sing this song of invitation this altar is open can I encourage you maybe you just want to come to this altar say Lord help me to follow you Lord help me not to quit Lord, it's too soon to quit. Help me not to give up. Whatever the Lord's doing, whatever he's doing in your heart, whatever you need, would you come do business with the Lord this morning?